well, the worst Cardinals season in decades is in the books, and it doesn't seem like Mosellock is too eager to talk about it. Coming up on B-Shafe Daily. What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to this edition of B-Shafe Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you on Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Breaking into the MLB playoff schedule to talk a little St. Louis Cardinals. I have to admit, as of this time last week, I thought there would be more news to discuss by this point on an episode of B-Shafe Daily because initially we thought that the Cardinals would have an end-of-season press conference on Monday, which was a couple of days ago. October 9th was the original expectation for that. But then the Cardinals came out and said, well, we're not doing the press conference. The thing that we do every single year at the end of the season, yeah, we're not doing that this year, at least not yet. And I'll read the tweet from Jeff Jones. He's the one that brought it to my attention. I think the Cardinals released this information through some media channel uh, that I didn't happen to see, but I saw Jeff's tweet right away. So I'll read from his tweet. Cardinals end-of-season presser was originally scheduled or was originally supposed to be coming this Monday, but now they say they'll be waiting until later this month or perhaps after the World Series because they, quote, have no immediate news to announce. And Jeff finished that tweet by saying, okay, exclamation point. Yeah, so there's a thing that's going on. Look, a lot of people may have different reactions to this, but I wanted to put out a video, a little quick podcast, talking about it, talking about my thoughts on it. Is something like this the end of the world? No. But is it very curious? I mean, maybe not curious. That might not even be the right word. But is it almost too perfect for the St. Louis Cardinals to have their worst season in decades? Right? They're only losing season under John Mosellock, first of all, but then an, an actual 90-loss season, the likes of which we have not seen in St. Louis since 1990. And newsflash, I wasn't even here yet. I was born in 1994. So the worst Cardinals season of my lifetime, of the lifetimes of a lot of Cardinals fans my age, that's where we're at with the St. Louis Cardinals at this point. And this is the year that you say, well, we don't really have anything to announce, so we're going to delay the press conference. They're not saying they're not having one. They're saying they're not having one yet. But my take on this is it's a cowardly move. It's a cowardly move that I mentioned whether it was curious. I don't know if it's curious, but it's a cowardly move that almost too perfectly to be coincidence comes in the same year that the Cardinals had this horrible, awful season that maybe you take a little bit of the sting out of it by waiting a couple extra weeks to talk about. Because while these end-of-season press conferences always do take on the tone of looking ahead to what comes next for the Cardinals, it also wraps up the season that just was and gives an opportunity for the media, which read read it this way, the fans to have questions that are pertinent to their minds asked and to have John Mozeliak have to answer them. To have Bill DeWitt have to answer those questions as they head into an offseason. And it's been the location for a number of years in the recent past for the St. Louis Cardinals where we have seen sort of the gauntlet thrown down as to what the Cardinals planned to do moving forward. So those things get to be on the record, and then we get to sort of judge their offseason upcoming against those things. So it's kind of a twofold process. And yes, a lot of times there will be news to announce. Most often that's pertaining to the coaching staff, but I've been saying here on B-Shape Daily for a number of weeks, the Cardinals aren't going to have any major coaching news to announce. That's not something that I anticipate coming down the pike at any point soon because I don't think they're going to make any changes to a, a vast degree on the coaching staff. Ali Marmel is going to be back. We've known that for a while. John Mozeliak has said as much. Pitching coach, hitting coach, the main 
forces on the coaching staff, those guys are going to return. Turner Ward's going to be back as the hitting coach by all indications. Pitching coach is going to be Dusty Blake again. Those guys will be entering year two of their tenures in those current positions, and I don't expect any of that to change. Will there be some movement on the coaching staff? Yes, but it's according to what Mosellock has said and the way that it's been talked about, this is not going to be like, get your pound of flesh, we're firing this guy and that guy because they underperformed in their in their roles. That's not really going to be the type of moves that I think we see. There's just going to be the standard movement that every organization goes through, the churn of an organization. Somebody might take a job somewhere else just because that's the way the business works. Somebody might get promoted from within. Somebody might take on a different role from within. Like standard movement type stuff that maybe the Cardinals maybe could, could add to the coaching staff, right? They could be adding from the outside, but I think it's going to be to those ancillary positions. I think it's going to be to, like, it's not going to be a new pitching coach or a new hitting coach, if I had to guess. And because of that, I think it's a pretty lame excuse to say, oh, we don't have news to announce yet, so we're just going to wait. Because the purpose of waiting, they can say it's because we don't have news to announce. I am going to call it what it is, or at least my perception of what it is, and that's that the Cardinals would prefer not to have to face the music yet to wrap up and recap a season that John Mosellock, frankly, it was few and far between for most of the year relative to recent years in terms of how much we saw of him and heard from him publicly. Now, that's not counting. He'll do his radio appearances. He'll do, so, and he views it differently than this, right? When when he has had this call to his attention, he doesn't see it this way, that he wasn't available. And it even made comments at various times to say, you know, when it was the Nolan Arenado thing, I believe this was the, the trade rumors where he was rumored to be in talks. The Cardinals were rumored to be in talks to potentially consider a trade of Arenado to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Mosellock at one point made a comment that was, well, I, you know, I was available and nobody asked. No, no reporters asked me to, to to comment or whatever until now, which was just, I mean, that wasn't the case. And many reporters, re- you know, tweeted or said, well, actually, I here's the example of when I did try to gain comment from you on it. And you said you were on the phone. I think that was Derek Gould who had, past Mosellock in the bowels of Bush Stadium and tried to get him to be on the record about the Arenado stuff that was swirling. And and so, you know, I, I think a lot of the time there was some spin on some of the perception of his availability. And you can say if he's available and he talks on the radio and he talks to Valley Sports and, like, the public does get to hear from him, that's that's at least something and that should count for something. And that's correct. It's just we can call it what it is in terms of it's different than in past years when it was pretty much the first day of every homestand, he would have a a meeting with the media that were at Bush Stadium to update on injuries, to update on various topics, and, and just be available in that way. His availability looked different for the majority of this season. Toward the end, after the trade di- deadline especially, it was, oh, you know, there was a little bit more consistency in that in that regard, but still less so than I think we saw in past years. And that's a little bit anecdotal, so if I'm wrong about that, I'm wrong about that, but from what I am have gathered, and I wasn't always at all of these first games, right, because I'm doing my radio show, and so uh, there were times that I can be totally transparent. Just because I wasn't there doesn't mean I can't find out, hey, did Mo talk today and ask around? And, you know, no, he didn't. So I, I'm making sure I'm not missing anything in that regard. So, like, it was a season in which the availability was a little more scarce in my estimation, and now you're having the postseason where, again, they do this end-of-season press conference every year, and now the one year that, it went horribly awry during the season in a way that Mosellac has never seen under his tenure. Now, well, we don't really have any news to announce, so why would we do a press conference? Well, I, I've never taken 
these press conferences, the end of season press conference to be like, I really need to know right now what your coaching staff is for next year, because frankly, I don't really care. I know that that is like what the beat writers are all supposed to be, you know, absolutely enamored about and make sure they're locked in on like, okay, so you have a different quality control coach right now. That's not really pertinent to who are you signing at starting pitcher? Are you going to pursue trades uh, from, you know, position player depth to come up with starting pitching? How many pitchers are you getting? Like those are the things that I think are most pertinent going into an end of season press conference. Not so much. Can I make sure I know every single coach that's going to be in uniform when we get to spring training in February? I That's too much minutia for even me. Maybe some people feel differently about that, but I'm like, yeah, you'll tell us when you know. That's not really the, what the focus even needs to be of this press conference. So if that's like the guise under which you delay the press conference, because in, in fairness, maybe they have some coaches that they want to talk to to add to their staff, but those guys are still coaching in the playoffs. And so that's why they say, well, it's going to be delayed until later in October, maybe even after the World Series. That would speak to the uncertainty of why you would delay it if they're trying to wait to be able to have all of their ducks in a row in that regard. I think that would be a very generous viewpoint, even if it is the one that they're standing behind, because like I said, I just don't think that stuff matters as much. And I would be more curious to see what their take on the season is. And maybe Moselock feels as though, look, we've done this. We did this throughout the summer. We said, be patient. It's going to get better. And then when it didn't get better, we sort of had to acknowledge that the white flag was being waved. And so at this point, anything that happened over the final two months of the regular season, why does anybody need to have that rehash? We all knew it was going to be brutal, and it kind of was. Here would be my kind of response to that. I know I'm sort of having a conversation with myself over the hypotheticals that that Mo in, in the front office might bring about, which makes me probably a little crazy. But since that's what, what we've got right now, because they haven't had this press conference yet, that's what I'll work with. I think that would be an interesting stance to say, oh, there's really nothing new to say about the season that was because that's kind of what we all went through at the trade deadline, knowing that at that point it was over. But when you hear comments like John Mosellock talking to Jim Hayes on Sunday, the final day of the regular season on the Bally Sports pregame show, which in the last episode of B-Shape Daily and on this podcast feed on YouTube, we talked about is John Mosellock already walking back the comment about we need to and we will go get three starters for 2024. When those kinds of comments are being made, and he said, well, when I said three starters, we were really down to one starter, and it felt like, you know, the need was going to be significant there. We know we need to add depth. But then he started listing off guys like guys like Drew Rahm and Zach Thompson, who made positive impressions over the last couple of months of the season in the context of maybe we don't need three starters. Like, that was exactly the way that you would read that. And so, to me, that would be the most important thing that would get asked about at an end-of-season press conference, which could have happened yesterday, could have happened on Monday. Not, hey, who's the quality control coach? Do you have an assistant to the assistant hitting coach? Is Jason Isringhausen going to be in uniform next year? Like those things people want to know about, but I don't think it's even close to being as important as the the roster personnel type of stuff and what that 26-man group is going to look like. Because if John Mosellock and if Ollie Marmel have looked at this situation of a 91-loss season and they have come to the conclusion that the coaches did their jobs, the manager did his job, we just need better players and the front office has to do its job to supply the coaches and the, you know the managers in that on-field staff with the group that they need to be able to, to succeed with. If that was the takeaway, and that that is what has been said about this season, then I don't really need to focus on the minutia of the coaching staff because that evidently was not the problem. The problem was not enough horses in the stable in terms of pitching. And 
I'm not disagreeing with that evaluation. I think that is what was the problem this year, and I'm not one to lay blame at the feet of the coaching staff. But I just, I, it just doesn't matter to me at this point whether we have the entire coaching staff known or any news to necessarily break. The news that often breaks from these end-of-season press conferences is the Cardinals saying, we need to go out and get a center fielder. That's what they said one year, and then they go out and pursue guys and end up with somebody like Dexter Fowler. Or the year that they got Ozuna, we need to add an impact bat in the outfield. That's what they did with with adding Marcelo Ozuna. So these are often the types of press conferences that can lay the groundwork for the offseason ahead at the same time. So I just think it's interesting. Yes, that can come later in October, and that can still come at the end of October or early November after the World Series has happened. But I'll be following up. I'll be curious to see if and when that press conference does take shape and if it has the same tenor as what it would have had if it had happened in early to mid-October earlier this week, the way that it was originally scheduled to have been. I'm doing this a lot from a speculative perspective where I don't know the exact reasons other than you know what was said. Of They don't really have any news to, to offer right now, so they're not doing the press conference. To me, that is a misguided view of what everybody values from that end-of-season press conference, at least what I value from it. Cardinals fans, let me know, is this something you care about, or is this just not really a big deal because they say they're going to have this press conference eventually? And at such time, all those same questions can, of course, be asked, but won't it feel a little bit like the 2023 season was old news because they have waited a number? You know, it's just kind of one of those deals where you got something negative that's going to be asked or talked about. Wait. Like, why do it today when you can put it off until tomorrow? That sort of seems to be the tenor, in my opinion, of of why you would wait to have this end-of-season press conference. And there could be Cardinals fans that say, honestly, have it, don't have it, it doesn't really matter to me. I've seen that sentiment on Twitter as well, where people have said, it just doesn't really make a difference whether you have it or don't have it. And I've seen questions, is there a compelling reason for them to even have one? This was in uh, the replies to Jeff's tweet. I mentioned Jeff Jones's tweet and you can follow him on Twitter at JM Jones because I am using some of his information here. Uh, the question came in, is it is there a compelling reason for them to even have a press conference without news to announce? Or is it one of those, quote, they always have one, so it's weird they're not going to have one situations. And Jeff said, they are going to have one, but later. But yes, there is a compelling reason to have one. There are a whole lot of questions to be asked. They are obliged to the fans to answer them. That's the way I view it as well. When I saw that reply from Jeff. I said, I want to make sure I touch on that because that's exactly what I am trying to describe. And he put it into one tweet and was spot on in the way that I would have wanted to say it. These questions that the media gets to ask, I don't feel, I feel like sometimes fans look at that and say, oh, it's the media making a big deal because they didn't get what they wanted. It's not really about the media. Like, yes, it would make our jobs easier. We'd have more things to talk about. We could actually use the information that Mosellock is putting out there to say, hey, here's what the Cardinals said when asked about A, B, C, and D and more to write about and all that kind of stuff. So from that perspective, it's true. But the whole point is to be the conduit to the fans. And I do think there are a lot of questions that could be asked, especially the one as it pertains to, hey, is this whole three starters thing being added during the offseason? Is that something that you're standing by? Or do you walk that back the way it seemed like you did on the final Sunday of the regular season when talking to Jim Hayes? That would be question number one on the docket, in my opinion. And it would be a difficult one, I think, for Moselec to answer because he's been very clear but in two different kind of contradictory ways about how they view that. Like, this isn't some sort of media spin cycle thing happening where the media is contriving that John Mozeliak said they would get three starters, and now he's saying maybe not. No, it's what he said. He said they were going to get three starters, and that it could not have been more clear. And then to, you know, that was something he, he had said in mid-August, and I believe reiterated again in September. 
and then to have it be the like one of the first days of I think October first was the date of the final game of the season. To hear him say, "Well, when I said three starters, that was at a time where," and then begin to try to justify the notion of maybe not so much on the three starters thing. And then in the last episode of Be Shaped Daily too, we went over those statistics for the guys that he named, and there was not a one of them that made an impact down the stretch that you would say, oh, that changes our viewpoint. Now we have to have a spot for that guy to be the number five starter because that you know you just can't keep a guy like that out of your rotation. That's not any demerit against Drew Rahm or you know Dakota Hudson, Zach Thompson, or anybody else. It's just the reality of what their performance was when you say, hey, this time we know we have to do it differently when we approach pitching. That wouldn't include just allocating one of the rotation spots for those guys who competed toward the end because they were all, you know, various degrees of mediocre in terms of the results that they got. And so if you had one guy that was just fantastic, you go, okay, maybe that changes my viewpoint. But since that didn't happen, for the Cardinals to say, hey, we're going to, we know that we need to do it differently because what we did this year and kind of counting on internal death, it didn't work. And we ended up where we're at as a result. To turn around and say, well, we got these internal guys that maybe they fill a spot. That would be completely wrong, and it's like objective. There's no there's no opinion. I, I think there's no read of this situation that you could go, oh, I could see why they would, would do that. No, not if you've been on record and said the way we've done it in the past hasn't worked. Is there a world in which you you go that route and you get absolutely ripped for it all offseason because you said one thing and then you do another, but then Zach Thompson goes out and he's an all-star? Sure, I mean, that's possible. But with the way that you have set up your plans for this upcoming season, you can't do it. Like, you can't do it and not face a ton of public scrutiny. So I think the Cardinals should be scrutinized for the decision to not have this press conference as of yet. They might have it next week, and then everybody can say, Brendan's a blowhard for caring about something so trivial. That's fine, but I I have to call it like I see it in the moment that I see it. And right now I'm thinking, real convenient (laughs) to not have this press conference that you do every year. And that oftentimes, whether you've got news to share or not, it leads to news being shared and the things that are said become news because it lays the foundation for what the offseason will look like. When that comes, the Cardinals still, you know, they said it's going to happen. It's just not going to happen yet. When that comes, I imagine the tenor of that press conference will probably remain rather similar. But the fact that this is the one year that you say, yeah, why not wait until November, you know, potentially, if the World Series is over and, and that was presented as a possibility for when this presser would take place. Why not wait until then? Because, you know, maybe the sting of the season will be just a little bit more in the rearview mirror, and that could maybe make the tone of the conference a little bit more of a look forward rather than a combo look back slash look forward. And for the Cardinals, I think they should have every incentive to want it to not be about what just happened because what just happened was terrible. And every time leading up to the terrible, we were cautioned against being too reactionary to the things that were going wrong. Right, it was be patient. He kept preaching. Mosaic kept preaching patience to the fans and said, "We know our track record. We know they have leaned so heavily on that track record, and they have been very, you know, bristled by the notion that you would bring up that they don't have an NLCS win since 2019. That they don't have anybody on the roster that has won an NLCS game with the Cardinals. Like they bristle at these things and say this isn't going to be the trend." But they're fair questions to be asked. And so if they don't want to accept the heat on those things, that's fine. And if they want to have a a dialogue about why those questions aren't barking up the correct tree, then that's all well and good. But 
the opportunity to lay that out, I think just delaying it isn't fair to Cardinals fans. That's really my biggest takeaway. Is this a big deal? No. But when we're in the offseason and I haven't done a B-shaped daily in a few days, I wanted to get back behind the microphone and talk about something that's relevant. And I feel like this is something that I wanted to make sure to get to before it becomes like a second-guessing sort of thing. If the Cardinals have the press conference, they can announce it today and say, hey, uh, Friday of this week, we're actually going to do it. We decided, okay, then this becomes a wasted 20 minutes. But otherwise, it's something that I thought was worth talking about. And we've got plenty more days to talk about Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray, the reports coming out that the Cardinals would be aggressive in pursuing those guys and maybe what else they could look to do in terms of uh, trading for maybe like a Tyler Glass now, which I'm sure is something I brought up on the show previously because he's been that's a name that's been on my mind for weeks and honestly months as it pertains to the Cardinals. If they're going to come up with three starters, you're not signing three. I think you're maybe signing two and trading for one. Of course, that could be a false premise to begin with if Mo does not go get three starters in total. But under the original premise that they would, those are some of the names that I'm, I'm thinking about and tossing around mentally. And we'll continue to do that, I think, pretty frequently throughout the offseason because we know that this Cardinals offseason is going to be about fixing the pitching. So that's going to be a major topic for us. But I also didn't want to just dive in on Aaron Nola before seeing how he performs. I'm recording this right now, uh, literally 13 minutes away from game time before the Phillies and Braves this afternoon on Wednesday. And those that he's going to pitch. Aaron Nola is going to be the starting pitcher in that game. So we can do some of the conversation about him at least after we've seen this game. So it's a little bit more timely and relevant to what we'll be looking at. Not that anything he does today, other than a potential injury, let's hope that doesn't happen, but anything performance-wise that takes place is not going to make or break the Cardinals' interest in him by any means. But I just felt like, hey, I can talk about the whole press conference thing that I wanted to get to, and then next time we'll talk about the initial reports that came out a few days ago on Aaron Nola, on Sonny Gray, and potentially a little bit on Tyler Glass now as well. If you guys enjoy Cardinals content, thank you guys, first of all, for finding the channel here. Make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit like on this video. You can also subscribe to the B-Shaped Daily Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can find B-Shaped Daily. Drop your comments below if you're finding us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at bshafer12, and make sure to let me know what you think. Is this a big deal, the Cardinals delaying the press conference or are you basically tired of hearing the words anyway? And so as a fan, it's not going to make much of a difference what they say. It's more going to be about what they do. I know that's going to be a very common sentiment. So let me know in the comments, Cardinals fans, how you feel about this. And make sure to stick with B-Shape Daily all throughout this Cardinals offseason. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We'll talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily. Peace.